0: When I was 30-something years old after I got married, I cornered my dad one day and I grabbed his face and I looked him in the eyes and I told him, I told him, I need you to tell me that you love me.
1: Hi everyone, this is Ross, your host of Bear Crawl with Dads. So true confession, I'm completely leveraging this podcast for personal and selfish reasons. You see, not Too long ago, I became a dad for the very first time, but with that, an older dad. So the one thing that I know so far is that this bear crawl as a dad is not meant to be done alone. We truly need each other. So may this podcast be that for you. So come along and let's bear crawl together. Hi everybody, thank you so much for tuning in here to uh, Bear Crawl with Dads. And as you know, this podcast exists um, to help dads, to encourage dads, to know that you are not alone uh, in this very, very important role. Um, So again, thank you for joining us on Bear Crawl. And I'm happy to introduce uh, my guest for this episode is Gamma. Hey, Gamma. Hey, Hey. Ross. Happy to be here, man. Man, thank you so much for... um, being a guest on my show, I've been really looking forward to getting to know you. in it's just a whole different light. So thank you for joining the show.
0: Hey, no, thank you for the invitation. I will say this is a first for me. I've been in video interviews. I've been um, in, in speaking engagement, things like that. But a podcast, hey, this is my first.
1: Well, I'm very honored that you, this is your first podcast. So we're, we're going to lower the bar here for you, Gamma. Um and you know as as you probably know I have a face for radio so that's why I'm I'm doing uh, a podcast so that way we don't have to uh you know see the visual um but um you know Gamma as you know the reason I, I started this podcast was really just to kind of take notes from friends or acquaintances of those that have gone before me on being dads and so just to learn from you man what what have you learned and what mistakes have you made what are some celebrations um. Because i'm gonna learn from you on how I can be uh, a dad to my two year old son so thank you for for sharing your wisdom and your insight on on this episode um well i don't i don't know i don't know if you're calling it wisdom, but let's say
2: experience. that's <laughs> <laughs> true true okay um the well, part, not, well yeah go ahead
0: The part that I love about these kind of conversations is that. These are real Mm conversations. you know, we go to, to, um, events where we listen to these people talking about being a dad and, and we learn a lot, but it's kind of this big guy, famous guy, untouchable guy. But when you and I are talking, we are just real people, you know, with, with, with real experiences and, and, and and man, this is going to be fun.
1: (laughs) Well, I, yeah, man, I I've enjoyed it. It's been fun, and so thank you uh, for yeah. And I'm really glad you said that actually, because I, really the aim of the heart for me for the podcast is just to talk to everyday dads, um, and just to hear your struggles, your celebration, and my hope and prayer is that there's one dad that's listening somewhere out there that the words that you say, uh, gamma, may be words of encouragement, um, and just to know that hey, you're not alone in this. We're we're all in this together. So. I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, I am going to throw a little bit of a curveball, um, but before I do, just tell the audience in a, in a quick elevator speech, who's Gamma?
0: Hey, Gamma is a Puerto Rican. Hey, a Puerto Rico. The uh, Puerto <laughs> Yeah. Married for 14 years. It's going to be in October. Um, to a beautiful, wonderful woman of God that I don't deserve. Mm. But my wife, Sue Marrero, And we have three wonderful kids, um Nata, he He's eleven now, Gigi is eight, and Nanny is six. Um, Nata is a soccer player, um, and Nanny and Gigi they they are just involved in everything related to arts. Um, they were all born in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And we were displaced by Hurricane Maria And actually they are the reason why we are here. They they are the reason why we moved to the States. Um, I, I go to church. I serve God. I love God. And moving to the States was the only moment that I told God I'm doing this because you are telling me to, and because my kids need, need me to do it but I don't want it to do it. Wow.
1: Well, that says a lot about you, Gamma. And um, what a testimony about your heart and, and sacrifice it, if you will, your sounds like self-interest for, for your kids and, and, and obviously coming out of the wreckage of, of Hurricane Maria. And I want to dive into to that a little bit later, um, but thank you for telling the audience um, kind of who you are a father a husband of almost 14 years and a father to three. So, before we dig a little bit into you, I, I do want to, I'm going to throw you a little curveball. Um, what did you do? Because this is really real to me about an hour ago with my child. Um, what did you do about potty training? Do you have any like tips oh or God. tricks? How'd you, how'd you do that?
0: When we were going to do that the first time, um, we heard so many different advice and techniques uh, that, to t- that to tell you the truth, we had no idea what to do.
2: <laughs> there,
0: there, there were people telling us, um, take it to the bathroom every 15 minutes <laughs> and sit, sit him there, even really, if he doesn't have anything to do. Um, you know, uh, rewards, um, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. All the things that you could imagine, but honestly, um, we just went with the flow, Like okay. um, Literally. Um, yeah. When, <laughs> even when, when Nathan, he got his diaper on and, and great, thankfully he, he, he is really smart. So we just explained to him what we were going to do. Like, Hey dude, this time you need to stop, um, using pumpers or diapers or, or whatever in Puerto Rico, just so everybody knows, um, but diapers are pumpers okay. you know, the, and we don't use the word diapers. We say pumpers. So if you hear me say pumpers, I'm not promoting the brand. That's you know, the way we say, it. Okay. um, so, uh, we just explained to him, look, it's time. We can't keep doing this. You are big enough. So what we need you to do is if you need to go to the bathroom, let us know. And, okay. and there was, there were times that he will do it in, in the diaper. Um, and he will be like, oops, I forgot. And there were times where he would say, I need to go and, and and he will not do anything and he will be like, sorry. And, and there were moments that, that we think that he was ready and he was not. Okay. So this is kind of a uh, heat and a miss. I know that doesn't help a lot. Yeah, it doesn't come. Um,
1: thank you for, yeah. for giving me false hope here. So I, yeah, I was about yeah, to but... really scribble all these notes down. So thank you for Fine letting now. me down.
0: There's nothing <laughs> perfect make. The only thing that I would say is even when, when the kid, um, when your kid is ready, that you chart, Hey, he learned. Okay. Just when he or she goes to bed, you know, put it in a diaper, put him in a diaper. For a while, or Pampers until you are stewart.
1: Sure <laughs> I'm
0: trying to going to you know.
1: <laughs> well, okay, no, I I, I appreciate that. It, that was a weird when you were having this conversation with Nathan when he was in sixth grade to make that change. I'm kidding. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know if that was weird, but um, <laughs> no, yeah, because literally about an hour ago, um, he our boy did not uh, pee in the toilet, and so he peed in the tub. And he wanted his reward. Right. They are like, sorry, dude, you're supposed to go into the into the uh, the potty, and so he yeah. didn't get his reward. So hey, at least at least we on the top. That's what we're doing. But maybe we should, since you mentioned Pampers, maybe we can uh, try to get them buy in with Pampers and get the show endorsed. So maybe the more times we mention that,
0: we there can get a, the, You got know, the diapers that are like underwear, and then he feels like if you know, just in case you got an accident. Yeah. Um, but it's, they are like underwears and then at night, if you don't want to do the pretty, um, you can just put, um, plastic cover for the mattress. Oh, so if, if you have an accident, yeah, you will need to, to wash the sheet, but okay. the the mattress is going to be safe.
1: Okay. Well, I think I'm a, yeah. Any audience that we did have, I think we pretty much just lost them since the two dads are talking about potty training. So, yeah. Well, I that, love- that's part of life. I love that we're being so vulnerable. And being that I'm an older dad, I'm not too far from putting a plastic liner on my own personal bed for my own personal bladder problems. Uh,
0: Yeah, in your case, you're dealing with your kid, but you're practicing for yourself. So you're good.
1: Okay. Well, this is great. This is awkward. So I think we're going to end the show right now. Um, So, um, but no, thank you for going down that rabbit hole with me on uh, Potty Talk with here with Ross on Bear Crawls. Now, Gamma, tell the audience and myself, just... um, Tell us about your dad and your relationship with your dad, if you don't mind.
0: My dad is an interesting story because, um, I, I grew up in a wonderful home. My mom and my dad were both present there. They are still alive, both of them, but my dad is a really quiet kid. He doesn't speak unless it's necessary. So even though he, he was there. We didn't have, uh, had quite a relationship, No, you know, uh,
1: were you the only, <laughs> were you the only child? Do you have any siblings?
0: I got two siblings. I'm the oldest.
1: Okay. I'm so even oldest. with, even, so your dad was reserved, only spoke when needed, when it was needed and that was to you and to all the, the siblings. Yes, but I would say that even though. Um, you know, the
0: saying that we speak uh, more with our actions than with words and, and I'm not going to say that his actions were enough Mm -hmm. because I actually, um, I will say that when I was 30 something years old, after I got married, I cornered my dad one day and I grabbed his face and I looked him in the eyes and I told him, I told him, I need you to tell me that you love me. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew that he loved me, but because of the way that he was raised, he, he has never told me that. And I was, I was 30 somethings year old and, and he looked at the side, you know, he, he, even though I was grabbing his face, he looked to the wall and he told me, I love you. And I told him, no, no, no. I want you to look at me when you are telling me this. Wow, and, and he did it and we had a, a wonderful, um, moment and that was a breakthrough for us, for us, Jeez. you know, from that day forward, um, he was more old and me know how he feels and, and what does he think about me um, as a man, right? We didn't have that when, when I was a kid, I didn't have that when, when I was a kid or a teenager or even a young man, but I, I had it, um, after. Thirty years. Now I'm forty-four. So let's say that mm-hmm. we had this really special relationship for two, for ten years. Yeah, uh, but before that, my 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 dad was always a man of character. Okay. You know, he, he, if he said a man of his words, um, a really hard worker, and when he said yes, he was a yes. When he said no, he was a no. Um, so we could trust his word and. Um, I had the privilege of build the house that my parents are living at right now. Uh, it was the house that I grew in. Um, I think I was, I don't know, maybe 13, 14, when we began to build that house. And, um, and me and my brother, we did it with that. And, and even though we didn't talk while we do it, we, we had those special moments that we still had that in our heart of building the house together.
1: Wow, Gabba, that's powerful. There's so many so many roads we can go on what you just said, so thank you for sharing that. and um to clarify, the house that your mom and dad are living in right now is the house that you and your brother and your dad built together when you were ten or eleven. Yes, wow. And your dad at before you at the age of thirty, before you basically confronted him to say, "I need to hear you." St- say, I love you and look me in the eyes. Up to that point, you said he really showed you his love by his actions and his character than, than his words. Yes. Okay. Now, tell me, is that typical of the Puerto Rican culture of the men there? Or was that just maybe more unique to your father? What does that look like culturally in, in Puerto Rico?
0: Not expressing the, for the man not to express, um, his feelings. That's yes, that's, that's a Perican thing. And not only a Perican thing, I will, I will say it's a Latino thing. Okay. Hispanic thing. Um, men are close. Um, they, they don't open, they don't tell you how they feel. Um, well, they can tell you how they feel if they're mad, <laughs> you know, but, but not love, um, Proudness, some trust, no.
1: Okay, that, so that was, okay, so, so your dad was somewhat typical of, of the Latino, Puerto Rican culture of a father.
0: Just a little bit more in the sense that he doesn't speak unless he's needed. Okay. Um, he, he's more quiet uh, than your regular
1: Hispanic dad. I gotcha. Now, what, what line of work does, did your dad do or does?
0: <laughs> uh, this is going to be interesting. My dad was a bastard.
2: Oh,
0: interesting. Okay. So you will speak. Yeah. So, so it was a little bit of, uh, um, I, I would not dare say that, that there was resentment because there is not, um, uh, but, but we were a little bit confused, me, my brother and my cheesecake, As a pastor, he will talk with everybody, but when we, but when he gets to our house, he will close up.
1: Interesting. That's really interesting. Interesting insight. Okay. Um, now what, what, what part of the, of the country, what city are you from?
0: Puerto Rico is really small, like you can drive side to side in two and a half hours. Uh, but
2: I'm from the Southeast, um, and a town called Uncos. Okay. Yeah. Is that, that is, near, in, is that big near, big, uh, Arroyo? Um, uh, kind of,
0: yeah, I would say it's like half an hour from Arroyo. Yeah. More east? Um, Guayama? More, more yeah. to the center. Guayama and Arroyo are more east or southeast, closer to the beach okay we are we are, are closer to the country
1: oh gotcha gotcha okay okay cool i'm just trying to get a perspective of what part of the yeah but you are you are getting to the right side of the island if, i got gotcha. you
0: close enough yeah
1: okay okay so your dad okay was a father now not to kind of call you out a little bit but if 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 it's typical in the latino culture Puerto Rican culture of the male, the dad, the father, to be a little bit more um, closed, emotionally leading by your actions, man, a few words. Why, at the age of 30, did Gama feel the need to confront your dad? What was it that you needed, I would say, those words of affirmation from your father if you that doesn't sound like a typical then Latino move.
0: Because I decided to be a different dad. Like I decided to take all the good things from my dad that I learned, but to fix the things that I needed, that I didn't know that I needed when I was younger. But now as a as a man, I realized that I need needed those things. And as mm. I saw my relationship with my kids. I said to myself, I want this with my dad. Wow. We need to break something. We need to do something radical because I need, I want this with my dad. And when I, when I went to, um, I actually sat down with a really great pastor, a, a pastor that is Hawkins Um, sorry, if everybody, um, I know I have a problem with that word. So, um, it's a pastor that specialized, um, with, uh, about family issues. So I sat down with him and I, and I told him, I want this with my dad, but I don't know if it is too late.
2: And, and, and he was the one who told me, have your dad told you that he loves you? And, and I told him, no, then you need to begin with that. And wow. I just followed his advice.
1: Wow. So, okay. Was there, a, was there a tipping point, though? Was it Was it having Nathan, your first child? Did that, did that was like a, like a shockwave to the core of, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, before you had Nathan, did you need to hear that from your father? Or, I mean, what was it, you lead to, you being a father, you, you wanted that, you wanted to do something different, but it was it something specifically, um, that was a turning point for you.
0: Um, I, I met, you know, first of all, yeah. It, it, Nathan was the beginning of everything. Like I'm having these experiences with Nathan. I don't remember these experiences with my dad, you yeah.
2: know,
0: and, and, and I, and I remember, um, I have good experiences, but, but, you know, telling him that, 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 I, that my dad telling me. That he loved me and that he's proud of me, things like that. But I do remember one day that there is a place called El Morro in Puerto Rico, and in May we go and we fly kites there. That's like a tradition. Now where is it again? In okay. El Morro. It's in San Juan. It's the castle. It's a famous castle in Puerto Rico. Okay. Um. And and then we were there um, flying kites and. And, and I was with Bateman, and I just realized I did this with my dad, and 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 exactly in the same position that, that, that I, I had a flashback, you know, And 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 I said, you know, and something clicked on me and and told me something needs to change. So something uh, I need to reclaim something that I didn't have. To. Wow, that's powerful.
1: What, now you alluded to, uh, okay, so Nathan really, uh, with the birth of him, kind of changed everything.
2: Yeah, definitely
0: did. And I was expecting a change in our house, you know, because we were not going to be a marriage anymore. We were going to be a family now. And I don't want to, Disturb anybody's meaning of family and marriage, and just describing a situation. Right, there was going to be a third, a third little person in our house, Mm -hmm. and I knew that our house, um, day to day, um, routine was going to be disturbed, and even the way we felt about each other. What I never expected was that this was going to, to, to make me realize things that I didn't know
1: that I needed. About my relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, um, before we kind of turn the lens on you, Gama, um, what were some? You mentioned the, the kind of when you went to go fly kites with Nathan that that kind of brought you back to the time that you were with your dad, right? Um, what were some of some of the traditions or some bonding? Things that you did with your dad or were there some family traditions that you guys did growing yeah, up I, I, mentioned, I, you I, mentioned building you mentioned building a a house with your dad that's a, that's pretty amazing um, in a bonding experience but any anything else
0: yeah we we had a couple of things um it, it was not our core family things like my mom, my dad and my siblings. Um, it was more like a big family thing. My, my dad side of the family, um, it is a real active family, making sure that we see, see each other and that we do family activities. So I, I remember going to, um, how can I say it? Going to the mountain, you know, do you understand what I mean? I don't know if I pronounced the word correctly. Um going to, to the going
2: mountain.
0: To, yeah, there you go. And and going to um look for roots that you can eat. Um, but not potatoes, um, big ones. You know, we call them in Espanol, in Spanish, sorry, ñame, malanga, yautia. Um, these are fruits, not fruits, vegetables or, or roots that they grew on the ground, grow on the ground. Of and right. you take it out and you can eat them. So we we will do that with our uncles and cousins and everything, just the guys of the family, um, once or twice a year, and we'll go all the way to the top of the mountain and just taking that out, and and we'll come back with with all that. That that was one of the moments that I knew it was going to be just me and dad. Um, even though my uncles and my cousins were there, um, we used to go to the river twice a year, um, with the family also. Um, those were things that were going to happen every year. The kite thing that I mentioned, um, that was every year. And it was special because dad will make our own kites. Oh, wow. We, yeah, we will not buy kites. Um, he will, he will get the wood and, and use paper. I mean, he will do some big kites too, like he will need meters and meters of tail for, for that thing to fly
1: that's so random, but so cool. Sorry.
0: Uh, yeah. And that was every year. We were waiting for that moment.
1: We were waiting for that. That was awesome. Now. Okay. I'm biting my tongue. Cause I want to say now, are you doing that gamma with your children? No. Okay. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. I'm doing other things.
1: Okay. okay. we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but just to clarify with the audience is that, um, other than uh, obviously building the house with your father, other than the flying the kites, um, typically once a year, you brothers uh, would go to the, to a mountain or go to some mountains and go looking for these special potatoes.
0: They are not potatoes. I use that example. So most of the people will understand
1: what what I'm talking about. I gotcha. I gotcha. But you would go and. And and look for that and, and that you would actually collect that to eat. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, yep. I got you. Cool. Now, was there a certain mound that you would always go to in Puerto Rico or is it kind of various?
0: No, there was one specific mountain that, that we would go because they needed what we were looking for was
1: there. Was that the, the Los the... Trace Gacho State Forest?
0: No. No, 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 he's in, in a town called Caguas. I don't know the name of the mountain. Not all the mountains are named. And so it it was a specific one, but I don't think it was named.
1: Now, to be fair to the audience and to you, I am, uh, looking at the Puerto Rico map on my phone. (laughs) So if you're impressed with my knowledge, I'm cheating. So,
2: okay, I'm going to let it, I'm, I'm going to let it pass.
1: Okay, I just want to be completely transparent. So, there you go. Um, and, you know, I, Gama, I may throw in some other cities just to try to impress you um, of my Puerto Rican knowledge.
0: Um, I was about to ask, like, dude, did you leave in Puerto Rico? Is
1: there something that I don't know? No, but I'm just waiting for the invitation to go down with Gama to meet my Puerto Rican family down there. So, just, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, you know, so that way the whole world will will, will know. So just, just want to know now, um, so, so Gama now, you know, kind of focus in on you and and, and before I do have one last question regarding your father. And then I do want to pivot to you, Gama, as you, as a father, um, what was the best advice that your dad gave you or it could have been the way he lived. You referenced that earlier. But was there anything that really sticks out to you that really meant a lot to you, that struck you at the core, and that you may find yourself passing to your children?
2: You've got to be real. Go, okay. You know, my, my dad is real. What you see is what you get. Got it.
0: Got right. it. I will say that's the biggest thing. Um, side by side,
2: we love God. You know, and I would say he loves God and he loves his family.
1: So okay. So be real and then you kind of and I'm this is gonna be tell me this is, is this isn't correct, but practice what you preach. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, thank you for that. Um that's awesome. And I guys, I, I still go back to the fact that um you actually stopped physically I'm sure an aggressive way, but said, Hey dad, I need to know, I need to hear that you love me. Um, That kind of just, when I heard that really went to my core because I think as humans, we're all looking for validation. We're all looking, do we have the right stuff? Am I worthy? Do I have what it takes? Right. And if we don't hear that from our, our parents, you know, we're going to get it somewhere and we can make really poor choices to get that words of affirmation, right? It could be in really wrong, um, inappropriate relationships. It could be, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that you stopped and really were so bold and intentional about getting that from your father is powerful. Um, cause I wonder how many in our audience or how many they're listening have never, Heard that from their parents or um maybe parents that are listening have never stopped and looked at their child to say, I love you, you know, and I'm so proud of you.
0: That that happens a lot because we assume that they know. Mm-hmm. We we especially um your generation, you know, I, I'm and my parents' generation, because you are not as old as your parents. So. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. That, gener- that generation, they assume that we know, you know, and, and, and what I was telling him at that moment is, uh, you know, I'm not asking because I don't know. I just need you to understand that I need to hear, you know, and, and um, I, I, yeah you I, I hear you talk and I'm, and I'm realizing stuff too because when I was growing up uh, there was a year that I called my black year um I, I'm gonna add one more year, so I had like two and a half years that were my black year that I will um you know I, I will be boyend kind of and I'm, I'm talking 20 something years I was twenty uh, something years. I would date whatever girl told me that she liked me, okay. you know, whatever girl showed me any kind of appreciation, love, I would go out with her. And, 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 and people who asked me, what do you see in her? And I was like, I don't know. And now I, you know, talking with you, I'm realizing I was looking for something mm-hmm. that I re that, that I didn't receive if and and usually we think that this is going to happen with a girl that Daddy didn't told her told her, I love you. You know, and she's going to, to look for that um in, in other boys because Daddy didn't say that I was looking for it in other girls.
1: Yes, yes. That's that's so good, Gamma. and I'm glad you brought that up. Because yeah, because we don't hear from our parents or or somebody important in our in our family to get that validation we're gonna to try to find it it's somewhere you know and and um so again i just i keep, I don't want to keep on making a bigger deal about this but the fact that you just paused and and then who does that that just speaks volumes about you and and um that you needed to hear that and you're right i think that could potentially be a generation thing that the assumption is there yeah of course he of course my kid knows that i love him well how do they know that uh because i show up at his basketball games, or I, you know, I made her dinner last night and those are acts of love. Uh, sure. But we need to hear that, that validation, you know,
0: there is a, there is a show, I forgot the name, um, the show, but, um, you know, how TikTok, it gives you these small clips of different things. So there was this small clip of a family show and the guy is an old dude already. And, and he didn't express how he felt. Um, and he was talking with his family and he was saying, well, I'm just the way that, but that my dad, um, was with me. And I never told him that I loved him, but he knew, I'm, I'm sure he knew, um, because I did this and I did that and I did this other thing. And every time he said, he knew he would say it slower every time. Like he was thinking about it. And he began to cry. He began to cry. And he was like, please, somebody told me that my dad knew that I loved." Yeah. And, and, and he realized, like, I've been assuming all these years that you people know that I love you. And that's why I never tell any of you that. But I'm just realizing that I don't even know if my dad knew that I
1: love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's. That's good. So maybe just to those, you know, that are listening, if you haven't told your child that you love them, please do. And uh, for those that need it from your father, please pull the gamma move yeah. and be bold and say, I need to hear that you love me. Right. That's, that's, that's good stuff. We need to know that we need to hear it. We can't assume, you know? So thank you for sharing that. Now gamma, you as a father, um, Obviously with with the you have a, a boy and two girls. obviously it, it sounds like a Rock your world in a positive way, having Nathan. Um, what? I mean gosh, you know these, these are such big macro questions, you know, but how do you sum that up? but um what has been your greatest challenge as a dad with three?
2: Hmm. yeah that's okay. A real macro question. But I would say that
0: living in the world that we are living right now, I would say that one of the things that touched me deeply in my heart and, and moved my core is trying to make sure that they love themselves the way that I love them.
1: I don't know. Interesting.
0: You know, trying to make sure that they understand that they are special and they can learn to value themselves without needing the reaffirmation of the people around
2: them. Hmm.
1: How do that, you do that? that? How do you, how do you do that?
2: I honestly, um, I, I don't have a perfect
0: formula, but what I do is first of all, um, we talk a lot about the way that God sees us, you know, um, we talk a lot about that, and then, um, I try to remember them every day, that they are special, that I love them, um, that I'm proud of them, that they are smart. Every morning before, um, as we are driving to school, we have a mantra every morning. And we begin, I am blessed. And they repeat, I am blessed.
2: And I told them um, there are 10 things. I am blessed. I am loved. I am smart. I am obedient, I am respectful, I am beautiful.
0: And, 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 then we close with these phrases, um, I love God. I love myself. I love everybody. I do what I enjoy in the presence of God. Okay. And, um, worship is, living is worship. Let's live in an excellent way. And, and and we repeat that every morning, because my goal or, or my expectation is that whenever they are challenged about who they are, they can remember. No, wait a moment. I'm special. I'm loved. I'm beautiful. I'm smart. You know, and, and that way um, uh, they can not realize those things. They can remember those things.
1: Mm-hmm. Powerful.
2: Every, yeah.
1: No, that's good. Where, where did that? Uh, where did that? That concept birth? How did you come up with that?
0: Me and my wife just came with it. Um, one morning, I was driving, and, and Nathan was not Nathan. I think what she was having a difficult moment of school because. I don't know if she was being bullied or not. So I'm just going to say what she told me. She realized that her, her hair, hair was different. Her hair? Yeah. Okay. Because my kids, well, all of us in our family, we have curly hair. Y'all have
2: some incredible hair, Dad. i very, obvious. Dude, I love my hair. I love my you, you hair. should
1: I, You should.
0: The audience need to understand that I love my hair so much that I only get haircuts once a year.
1: Ah, you know? uh, no. But the audience doesn't know this. I do know this, Kama, but you always wear that hat.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, so anyway, I mean, uh, so um, Gigi was going through that moment, you know, um, I she was crying one day and I was just, I, I asked her, she's like, why is my hair different mm. Oh why, why am I different, And that day out of the blue, I've uh, been, okay, everybody in the car, let's repeat, I'm special and I'm beautiful. You know, and, and we kept adding and now we are with 10 things that we say, I don't know when this is going to end or how many things we're going to keep adding to the mantra <laughs> or, or, or to our ch- family values. Yeah, uh, bad, but yeah, we get one day we just begin to do it.
1: Now when they're in high school, they're like, yeah, dad, I got it. I got it. Enough.
0: Well, I okay. mean, you know, so even if we stop that, I try to lead to those words. Like if, oh. in my work, they know that if I mention family, they tell me just go, leave because they know what, what, I'm going to say next. So I don't miss a soccer game, make them play soccer. I don't miss a soccer game. I don't miss, um, a play. I don't miss, um, a graduation. I don't miss, um, uh, parents' meetings. Um, if they need volunteers, most of the time I'm, I'm there, like, I'm one of the parent signatures in the, in the, in the whole cool, um, organization, you know, if they, if they need a party to sign documents, they call me because they know that I'm going to be there. And not only the kids know, I'm, my kids' friends know me. Like I go to school and they know, they go they stay and that I'm trying to be present as much as I can, because I need to be the one telling them I'm proud of you. I need to be the one clapping first. You know, and I know that sometime some time this is going to stop. It's going to keep, to, to, I, I will need to keep a step back. Because when Nathan becomes a teenager, there's going to be a moment that he's going to tell me that, you know, I need my space, you know, um, but when that moment comes, I know that I gave him the tools that I was there to help me grow and to help him to be a strong man or a strong girl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like you're kind of like making that really intentional early investment now just to hopefully set them yeah. up for success, right? To, to, to yeah. the, hey, you have the love of a father, you have the love of a mother, you have what it takes, you know, the, the mantra that you do. So when they do start naturally, right, as humans, we should be more towards a place of independence, um, that that's going to carry them through the middle school, high school years and post high school, hopefully, right? as successful as possible.
0: Yeah. And I do remember one day I I was at school with Nathan. Um, we were kind of before the school start, we were there leaving some materials and everything, you know, that thing that you do two or three days before the semester start and starts. And I do remember that suddenly I realized that I'm with Nathan, but we are surrounded by four or five other kids that were, that were from Nathan's group. And I realized, and I begin to walk backward, like, wait a moment. This is not my place. This is Nathan's group, you know, and I begin to walk far away from there. And I was and I was enjoying my kids, having a, a, a kind of a grown up moment, you know, talking mm-hmm. with his friends and talking about summer and. All the beautiful things that they did. And, and, and I was far away, but I knew that I was living there, a boy that knew how to behave and how to handle um, whatever happened in that conversation.
1: I uh, got you. I got you. So what, um, what have you been like, j- just your greatest joys? Um, you know, we talked about some of the, you know, some of the toughest challenges, but what's been some of the greatest joys? of being a dad to your or three?
2: Do watching them do what they love. Watching
0: them do what they love. When I grew up, my life was church, school, and house. And what that was at house, house, you know, from the house to school, to church, back to the house. Gotcha. That was it. And, and, and I am not complaining. I am just letting you know that was it. Sure. I didn't know anything out of that. Um so I I told myself, you know, when my kids when I got kids, I'm gonna try to get them involved in, in other things. And 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 they will have transportation to get there and they will have the money to do it. And they will have, you know, the money is 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 if we can, right? But but they're gonna have the resources to do it. And um so one of my Where's joy is, is? Watching mm-hmm. Nathan play space soccer, watching Nathan mm-hmm. make a goal, you know, and mm-hmm. and having a blast there, and being a leader in the field, um, mm-hmm. watching him being a leader at school with the grades that we had, that, that he has, and, and being successful there. Um, Dude, he got a hundred in the star test. That's oh wow! You know, you know, he he was like the principal told me. Um, yeah, I need to give him a prize because I challenged him. And I told him, he told me, oh, I want a prize. And I, and she told him, well, get a home, to me the start test. Thinking that w- that was not going to happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and it happens and getting a call from Baylor, um, when you're keeping him fourth grade from Baylor, yes. yes, sir. From Baylor. Um, Hey, we have a middle school. Uh, we would love you to take our middle school in consideration. Sure. And when the time comes and and stuff like that, it's, you know, being just watching him, being successful in the things that he does, watching the man that he is, um, um, and and I'm talking about him because he's the oldest, but it's the same for Didi and for Nani. And also, um, he feels, they feel, they trust me. They feel that they can come to me and talk to me about really deep stuff, you know, as deep as it can get for their ages, right? Um, but that, that makes me um, really proud and and the fact that they can feel that they can talk to me yeah. and they know they're not going to feel judged or, or that, that, they, that their words are going to be valued and, and, and their issues, even though for me, Those are not important issues, but I know that for them, they are important. So I treat those issues not as important as as they are to me. I treat them as important as those issues are to them. So no, and I know I I went off track right now, but knowing knowing that they feel that they can come to me and talk to me, that's another one of those proud moments that, that I have. Uh,
1: no, the government, that's, all, hey, look, you know, again, this podcast, we're going to go wherever it takes us. So there's, you feel free to speak from the heart. And I love that. And then I think two things you talked about, um, if I can clarify, so please tell me if I'm wrong, but it's just the joy of watching them, who they are. Now, it may not be necessarily your potential specific interest. You know, oh, I really want Nathan to go this way. Um, you're not forcing anything. It sounds like you're just really watching them just grow and blossom. And if it takes life takes them, their interest takes them this way, you're like, heck yeah, man, I'm cheerleading them on. And it's so fun just to watch them and celebrate that. Um, so that's number one observation of what you said. And then number two um, is that last part um, is, is creating that openness of conversation. Um, and I think that's beautiful. Because you're, again, I feel like you're creating that sense of trust. So when, it, when they do go through some tough times in middle school and high school, um, the, the hope is that they're going to come to you and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. And they're not going to sense this, oh, this finger of judgment. And you know better than that, but more like, okay, well, thank you for telling me. Let's
2: talk about it, right? Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the way I go and, and I got, you know, a
0: couple of examples um, about that, like, uh, first of all, um, the first thing that you mentioned about letting my kids be themselves, mm-hmm. uh, the first instrument, I mean, I'm, I'm a musician. I play guitar, I play piano, I sing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first instrument that I bought later, of course, was the guitar. Because that's my
2: main instrument. Guess what instrument Nathan played? Drunk. He doesn't play the guitar. He doesn't
0: play the piano. He played drums. The, the only instrument that I can't fish him. So, but I'm not going to be like, you need to play the guitar because that's what I want. But this is not about what I want. This is about recognizing what he's good at and what he's out uh, what he wants. There is a verse in the Bible that talks about um I, and again I'm gonna translate so I hope I, I don't, lo- I don't change it a lot I don't change it a lot. But it's it says um teach the kid his way and he will never get out of that way. And the way that, that, that I was taught about that verse was that Teach the kid about God, and you will always serve God. And the truth is that if that's the true meaning of that verse, it's a lie. Because how many parents do we know that they raised their kids in church, teaching them about God, and now their biggest prey is for those kids to return to God, right? Right. So So then that verse is a lie. But... Pastor told me one day, wait a moment, you are not seeing the verse the right way. The verse is inviting you
2: to know your kid and to discover what your kid's way.
0: What's the way that he's been described follow. And once you discover that and you teach him about that from an early age, He's going to follow that path. He's not going to get out of that path. And this is controversial because he's a kid. And a kid is gonna to want to play drums one day. And another day is gonna to want to do karate. And another day he's gonna to want to run chats. But the fact is that if you help him in every way that they have decided to walk at some point that's going to be defined. And they are going to choose path and they are going to follow that path. And while they are following that path, they are going to be grateful because you were there, not imposing something, helping them to find that path. Yes. So, yes. and the, and the, and the other thing, um, about, about trust and, and about, um, conversations
2: and about open lens. I'm just trying to give them something that I didn't have. Mm. You know, I
0: want them to come to me. I want them to talk with mm. me. I, 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 the story that I was going to tell you about that. And this is recent, maybe three weeks ago. I went to school. And again, um, since the school wants me to sign papers, then I walk in that school like I own the school. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care about rules or everything. If you want me to sign papers and put my name, then I want privilege in here. So I was walking the school, um, to go and get my kid. And I'm explaining this because I know that here in the state, I'm not supposed to want the school, right? but I'm allowed to do it because of my status as, as a part of the organization, you know, I'm, quotes, I'm making quote. So, um. Uh, As I find Nathan and I, and I asked his coach, Hey, can I take Nathan instead of waiting in line? Um, a teacher looked at me and she's like, oh, you're, but Nathan's dad? I'm like, yeah. So he, she began to tell me a lot of things that Nathan was doing wrong. And that's not me. You know, that's not him. I know Nathan, I raised Nathan and he's a straight A student. Never had a Um, so I was
2: surprised. But when we got to the car, I asked him, "Okay, Nathan, you heard the teacher. You know what she said. I want to listen to you. Tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. Tell me what is happening." When he told me his version of the of the story, his side of the
0: story, I value his side of the story. Absolutely. And we and we found a place because it got to the point that he told me, you know, I feel bullied by this by this teacher.
2: Hmm.
0: I feel this and I feel that. And and honestly it makes sense and I asked around. I didn't just took what he told me as face value, right? Because he's still a key. Um, but, but, but uh, his story was too, so, so instead of just blaming him or, or, or doing something like that, I value this word and we develop a plan for him to be successful at the at that cracks. Um, but he knows that he can come and talk to me, you know, instead of saying, why would I tell you anything if you are not going to do anything? Right. Or what, what would I tell you anything? If at the end, you're going to do whatever you want, because one thing that he told me, and he was really,
2: really um, precise on this, was, I don't want you to speak to the principal. You are going to make it worse. And of course, I didn't
0: spoke with the principal. I'm waiting for him to graduate. I'm going to talk with that principal, but I'm going to respect his wishes. Because what if it is true? What right. if I make it worse? Right. You know, so, so I'm, I'm just giving him that space and letting him know, um, of course, this is tricky because at some point, I don't know that we are going to be in a point where I'm going to need to tell him, okay, no, now I'm your dad, I'm older, so this is the way you think or, you know, and that's the tricky part, knowing yes. when to, knowing where to respect what he's telling me. And knowing where to respect what he's telling me, but knowing that, you know, taking the experience of my life saying, No. You know, you have big idea, but be, be to be solved, peace on so. the way.
1: I can see whether that would be that stroker, because it's just like you're you want to honor what Nathan and you want to um validate his feelings, that the fact that he's being heard, and you're building even that much more trust because you're now Nathan or your girls are gonna be like, not only can my, can I tell my dad, but my dad has my back. Like, and so that's that gives me even more confidence. But like you just said, at what point does your wisdom and the fact that you're the adult and you will you see the macro vision of like, but this is time now, actually, that dad needs to now step in. And I do need to, I do need to take a more proactive right. And, and,
0: I I I, I will let you know what that happened <laughs> I, Yeah, I, I would let you know, but that's yeah, but I mean. think, but,
1: but but that's an interesting point, though. Is, is that because even in my role as a dean of students, sometimes when students come and talk to me, I tell them, "Hey, you're in a safe place. I want you to be able to open and and, and share. And you're not in a you're not in a um I'm not going to go share everything you tell me unless it is something that I've do. That is over the line and that where I have to tell your parents, you know, so I do kind of front load it um, because I don't want my students to feel that I, yeah, that I took what they said and blasted it because then I've broken Mm down trust. So I kind of start off and say, hey, uh, I'm happy that you want to share, but just know, you know, there are there are some things that that if you do share, I am going to have to tell you know, the teachers or whatever, or your, of course, your parents, um, you know what I'm saying? So.
0: Yeah. And I, and I want the people that is listening to this podcast to know there is discipline in my house, you know, it, it, everything sounds beautiful and I listen to them and everything, but when they do things wrong, there is discipline in my house so sure. they know. And even when there's discipline in my house, since we are there with our discipline, they know that it's better for them to tell us the truth, you know, yeah. and they come and they tell us like they have never broken a window, but to use an example, if they break a window, um, they are going to come and they're going to tell me that I'm sorry, I broke that window. You know, if they push someone, I can ask my kid, Hey, did you put that girl?" on? They would tell me just yes, that I did or, and. And there's discipline and there are consequences
2: mm-hmm. for,
0: well, for, for what they do. I'm just telling that because I just realized that everything that I have text out so wonderful and so beautiful. And I'm like, I'm like, you might keep that perfect. No, they are not. you see them, they are not, they have been situations. Um, again, I have three kids and you know how it is when you have more than two kids together. So yes, that happened in my house. That happens all the time. Um, but th- even in those moments, they know that they can come
1: to our and Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Well, thank you for clarifying that, you know, um, that they're not all perfect. No, so, they are not. In, in, with that, though, in, in, as you we've reflected on you as a father, and we talked a little bit about your father and, and, and Gama as a father, you know, what would you tell your dad now, now that you're a dad? Now that you've been quote in his shoes, what what would you tell him?
0: Well, I did told him. Okay, okay. I I I sat down with him and I, and I told him after we had the, the "I love you" um, moment, not the same day, but at some point um, after that, uh, I I did told him look that. I I am trying to teach my kids um, respect and character and, and love God and and be a man and a woman of your word as you taught me. But at the same time, I'm telling them that I love them. I've been present for them. I've been in everything that I can. I drive them wherever they you know wherever they want to go. That I can't take. I did told him, you know, there there were some things that that, that I learned from you and I'm grateful for that, but there are some things that I learned because you didn't do it. But I did tell him, look, and I understand every generation try to be better than Uh last, So I know that you were better with me than your dad was with you. I'm just trying to take it the next step. Mm-hmm.
2: And I said, thank you for everything I learned from you.
1: Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. Well, and thank you for sharing that. What and I'm going to throw another curveball at you. What would you tell yourself now? What would you tell yourself
2: uh, when Nathan was born? If you could go back and tell yourself of what you does that make sense? Yes. Everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. Because okay. I mean, uh, I do remember,
0: people, you know, uh, I still don't know how it is here in the States. but in Puerto Rico, when you have a baby, especially that first baby, you have a line of people, you know. Your mom, your mother-in-law, your, your sisters-in-law, your sister, everybody wants to be there and help. Um, so I do remember the day when finally everybody
2: left. And Sue and I were alone in the house with Nathan for the first time. And I look at Nathan and I told Sue, I told my wife, nobody took him, he's here, he's going to stay, what,
0: what are we going to do? And we had a plan, you know, everybody worked, everything was set up. We knew what we were going to be, but I was still
2: overwhelmed by that feeling. What are we going to do? So I would tell myself. Everything is going to be okay. That's good. Okay, that's good to go
1: back and tell yourself that. And, um, on that, what again, this is another macro question, and I want to kind of end our, our, uh, podcast with some other thoughts. But what do you see? Now, this is not just you, Gamma, and your immediate family, but also you serve and in, in a lot of different roles in the corporate world, but also too in the in the church world and with family back in Puerto Rico. Um, but what do you see? Some of the biggest challenges that are facing dads today, um, with either some of your friends or observations. I, what do you see? Think some of the biggest challenges are. But to
0: tell you the truth, I think one of the biggest challenges that we are facing right now is the government itself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm not saying that the way that we were raising the kids and that the kids were raised before was perfect. I was talking about things that were not perfect when I was raised, right? But I think there is, like, there is a direct correlation between how much, and not only the government, The government and different organizations are
2: meddling in our houses and the relationship of the families. Okay.
0: I I think that the more that different organizations and government meddle in our houses and create laws telling us how to deal with our kids. And I'm not saying these are bad laws. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting into that. Um. Uh, I would like to think that these laws are coming from good hearts, right? Trying to protect the kids because not all the parents are loving parents, right? But there is a direct correlation between, between the amount of laws, the amount of organizations trying to help versus how much the families are getting divided. The more laws and the more organizations that are trying to tell us what to give, the more that the families are breaking up. I don't know why, I don't know, if it's just a coincidence. So my biggest challenge right now, and I'm going talk about myself, is the, the external influence that is affecting my relationship with my kids. Interesting. Okay. Even the TV, I see shows that they are not bad shows. They are good shows, you know, they, they, they don't have, um, double meanings, they don't have um, things that are obscene or stuff like that. But because of the dynamic of the families in those shows, I have, I I have needed to tell my kids, I'm not watching that again, because it's affecting our dynamic in our house. So let's take out government, let's take out laws, let's take out exterior influences that level and affect the dynamic of my family. That's, that's the biggest challenge that, that we need to face, um, at least that I'm seeing that we need to face now. I remember the best advice that I have ever received um, regarding my kids. And I have applied that advice to so many areas in my house and in my life. Was the following
2: advice? A lot of people are going to tell you what to do. A lot of people, like, I don't know if you remember when you were going
0: to have your first kid, some people told you, he needs to sleep facing up. And another person told you, he needs to sleep facing to the side. And then another people told you, it's okay sleeping in his belly. Just make sure that he's breathing. And so you get all these advices that contradict themselves. And, but this, but this person told me. You are going to listen to everybody. You are not, you are not going to fight with anybody. And as soon as you turn around, you are going to do whatever you feel is the correct thing to do with your problem. But I, I have known parents that I don't tell them anything because you know, if, if they have not given me the trust or. I'm not going to tell you what to do unless we are, we have that kind of relationship, you know, I'm not going to give you the advice that you're not asking for, um, except if you're listening to this podcast. So, if you're listening to this podcast, podcast, I'm going to take it like you are asking me for, (laughs) letting me do it.
2: Um, but I've seen that they change the way, the dynamic that they have
0: with their kids Every time they learn something new and the, and the lack of
2: consistency, because of the lack of consistency, you are going to end up with a broken power.
0: The last thing that I heard was that you need to ask your baby permission to change the diaper of your baby. Yeah. No, you put it in the corner or then they change it. No, you, you need to send him to his room and you're going, it's going to be one minute, for every age that you keep God, and then you do that. But then you learn that you cannot send him to his room. Um, you have to take out privileges. So you stop doing that and you begin to stop getting, um, uh, taking out privileges. No, 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 it's not taking out privileges, um, because that that's wrong. You're going to, 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 to damage him. What you need to do is positive re- re- reinforcement. You know what I, what I mean? You know, this. You are getting, you, you are getting so influenced and you're letting those influences affect your family dynamic. And at the end, because of inconsequencies, you end up with a broken part.
1: I got you. Yeah. So somehow it's like tuning that, that outside noise out.
0: The Bible says so. You listen to everything. You take whatever is good and you leave out whatever is not good. That's so good. You need- yeah, you need to learn to tune out. Dude.
1: Tune in and out. Put that filter up, man. To protect that yep. family, you know? So um, just be proactive, be intentional. So, um, yeah.
2: Well, thank uh, you yeah, for sharing. Sure.
0: I'm sorry. But in that question, too, one last thing that I will say, is Yo. don't try to hide whatever is happening in society to your kids. Yeah, you know, don't try to hide it. If you don't agree with something, you, uh, and I'm I'm not going to get into any specific subject, whatever is the, the big subject for you that the society is facing, don't hide from your kids because they are going to see it at some point. And if you don't talk about it with your kids, somebody else is going to do it.
1: That well, and yes. Yes, because it's like a, you, if you don't, whether I'm, I'm just going to pick a topic, let's talk about sex. You know, if if you're not going to be on, the, if you're not going to um, be the first to talk about that, I'll see it in an age appropriate way. They're, they're going to hear about it, you know, stuff, yeah. right. You got to get ahead of it and, and have those intentional conversations before um, they start hearing conversations in the locker room um, or inappropriate stuff on the web you know, what they're, what they're coming across on the website. You no, know, you, So I think that's a good point. So, um, yeah, no, thanks for bringing that up. I think that's just to be mindful for our listeners out there, just to be proactive and really do your due diligence and see what they're watching, what they're listening to, you know, so you can have those conversations. Uh, with that being said, um, in, in, in Gama, I do want to, you mentioned this at the beginning of the show, and I do, I would, Kick myself if I didn't circle back to this because it played such a powerful role in the trajectory of your family. Um, But back in the fall of seventeen, so this October of twenty three will be six years ago. So about five and a half years ago, when Hurricane Maria, um, you know, hits your country, um, what was that like? for your family during that time? And how did your kids deal with that? And how as you, as the father of the family, navigate that?
0: It was challenging um, to me, especially uh, as the dad. Uh, I know that you guys, if you are in Houston, um, you, you, you guys um, went to um, Harvey. But you only lost power for five, six days, maybe one week um, or two. Puerto Rico was with power for a whole year.
2: Yeah, let, let's,
1: let's, in case the audience didn't hear that, uh, out of
2: power for a year of the country. Yeah.
0: So I was there with my kid for two months
2: um, after the storm before we changed to state. Um, and it was, difficult. It, it was
0: hard. Um, the kids were having a blast, um, because they were not understanding what was happening. Um, even without so, electricity. Yeah. because guess Nathan was the oldest and he was five. So, um, between four and five. So they knew that there was no power, but as parents, we tried to make the best out of it. Like we would play a lot. And we were, everything that we did was to make them comfortable. And um, I, but at night, um, Gigi, which is my eight-year-old now, she was two years old back then, two, three years old. He, she got sick. A neurologist had already told us in the past that because she used to crawl differently than other kids, and she was not talking, um, the, our doctor asked us to take her to a neurologist. This was before the storm. Mm-hmm. I mean, a neurologist, um, talked to us about a condition that she had that honestly, I kind of forgot the name. Um. But as part of it, um, I do remember this doctor telling us, your girl is an AC girl. A what girl? Means AC girl, and, and, which means she needs to be in cool weather all the time. Uh, she needs, she needs to be, um, in air condition. AC. Gotcha. AC. Yeah. Like she can go out, she can play, she can, but if it is an extreme heat, uh, it cannot be for a long time. So um, we were using plants and that was good, but suddenly, boom, there is no power. So she began to get this rash. And like her, there was one day that her forehead, was like, like when you was completely wrecked with pimples and everything. And, and, and we used to take her and, and fill out buckets with water and, 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 and throw her in the water and take her out. out and she would have a blast. She would think that we were playing with her, but what we were doing was cooling her down. And, um, like at night, she will, every night, every night, she will fall asleep crying. As I, as I was applying lotion in her gut, because it was full of rash. Mm -hmm. And then when they were, and then we had a fan that somebody gave us a battery power hand that was just for her, but keeping that fan blowing for eight hours as she slept. that was $300 in batteries every month. So, uh, so, and then whenever they fall asleep, I will not sleep because we needed to
2: keep the doors open and, and the windows open. So we got rats. Oh, wow. So as they were sleeping. I was awake with a broom,
0: making sure that the rats would not, um, would not get to them because we put all the mattresses in the living room is what, it was the only way to make it at least a little bit terrible. And we were sleeping in the floor of the living room, which meant I needed to be with a broom watching my family. So the rats would not get to them. Oh my gosh. So. I'm sorry. So when, when, when I got the opportunity, I lost my job. We lost everything that we had. And, um, I had the opportunity to come to Honestly, I didn't want to call um, because I knew that if we, if we get here we were not going back, hmm. but, but because of my kids, you know, I was even fighting with God and I was telling God. No, people came to my house without knowing the struggle that I was having with God. And literally told me, I don't know why i but the only reason I'm here is to tell you,
2: stop fighting with God. Well, and I would tell God, no, but when I saw my girl and the struggle that she was going through. I then told God because this
0: didn't begin right away. You know, the struggle began like a month after everything changed.
2: Uh, I told God, "I don't agree with you,", Thank you. because of my
1: kid. Well, wow, that's an incredible testimony, and the fact of a father literally fighting off rats—you know—is you know who who can ever imagine having to go through the horror of doing that. You know, and now that you're on this side, I mean, I know your heart is, I'm assuming your heart is, should be, and will always be in Puerto Rico. You know, now that you're five and a half years out of that, are, are have there been some blessings? Have there, can you look back a little bit and reflect, okay, all right, I can see.
0: The first thing that I can say is that my girl is beautiful. Her skin is green. And, 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 and she is beautiful, you know, um, so I, have seen the change in, in her health since we moved here, even though Houston summers are really hot, yeah. we have, we have not seen that yet. The second thing is that since we arrived,
2: we have seen the heart of God, you know, there's no doubt that he is the one that brought us here. Oh.
0: I've been blessed by loving people and loving churches, you know, like first Baptist Baptist in Hempstead, um, and and we still got a great relationship with Pastor John Brad up there. And I could see on the West Side, well, I could see as as at all, you know, not only the West Side, Um, but the West Side was really special because we were there for three years, I think. And, and we we, we had um, a re- special relationship that we still value and we still love. And, and, and they blessed us in so many ways. You know, it, it was not only the big blessing, right? Like, you know what I'm talking about, when you right. were a big part of that. right? Um, it, in so many ways, physical, tangible, and non-tangible. You know, um, I has a really special place in our heart and every church that we have been part of, um, either because we were part of the staff or, or just because that was the church for us to be, to be a member at the moment, uh, have has been a blessing for me and my family and has shown us that God was the one that led us here. You know, when we arrived here, we were in a house, um, a loving guy, one, uh, he was part of the ecclesia at, at that point. Um, he told me we have two rooms in our house and and we want you to come and we are going to give you space for months. Um, don't look for a job, don't do anything after two or three months. You can decide what what the other family wants to do. Mm. And and that's what we did. So when we arrived, we only had two rooms and when we moved to our first apartment, everything that we had fit in a bag, not in a truck. Bag. In a van, in a van, in a U-haul van, a van, yeah. So everything, and, and, and I was looking at the van, and I was like, everything that we have is in there.
2: There's, we have nothing more. And now, five years and a half later, um, we we
0: are still renting, but we are renting a beautiful house. Um, for the first time in my life, I have a garage, <laughs> um, and we are living in, in a good neighborhood, really great neighborhood with great friends and, and, and funny enough, I've been working for five years, helping people that have gone through disaster and, and that,
1: and now uh, you're just, I'm giving back dude. I'm giving back. Well, yeah, the power of that circle, right? Uh, and and if, if there's anybody that can completely sympathize, empathize, it's you. And What a blessing you are to those because you can say, I've been through it. I know exactly what you're going through. And like, like you told
2: yourself, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, I say that. Houston was the
0: plan, you know, it's, God was going to do
2: it no matter where, Mm -hmm. but the people that he, the people that he put in our way, you know, the people that live here in this place are, are loving people that are willing to help. Mm
0: One of the ways that I, that I had as a, as a father, when I
2: moved here was racist. You know, how I protect my kids, um, how do I teach them, um, to face those things. But being here, I have learned that for every person that gives faith that is a racist person, there are nine willing to love you, Mm. and willing to
0: help you, and willing to take you as you are. That's been my experience. I'm not saying that I have not faced it, sure, but I'm saying that for, yeah. And and I have faced it a few times. I'm not going to be a monkey rat, and now I'm, I'm picturing myself, myself as a victim now,
2: you know, I don't have big stories about that, but for every person that I find. Things like that, I find nine
0: that are loving I... people, willing to help and willing to accept me and my family because of who we are, and not because of the way we look or the way that we talk.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Gamma, um, that is a a good way to to wrap it up, and in, in just in the sense of just. Um, how you went through so much as as as, as a family in back in 2017. And uh, I'm assuming the example that you set not only for your wife, but for your kids and how you literally and, f- and figuratively weather the storm. And now that you're five and a half years away from that, um, what a great testimony, in an example you are to your children and the foundation that you're laying for them. Uh, that in the role, in the face of storms, they've seen their father who can withstand and 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 with the help of others to get through it, right? Um, and so what a great example you've been to them and you never know um, when they're older, how that's maybe impacted their lives. So you're doing great things um, and you are, are such a testimony. And what a what a tribute to your father and to your parents. Um, yep, you know. And so, what a great what a great testimony to them. So, um, thank you for your time and and getting your insight. It's been really really helpful for me um, as a new dad, and the things that you said have really struck a chord to me. And, um, I think the biggest thing that jumps out to me from our conversation amongst the many things is words of affirmation to your children and just to let them know, um, at least for my son, just to be just not to not assume that he knows that I love him, but to say that and to open to have those lines of communication. So thank you for, for that. Um, as I'm making
2: notes from your story tonight. Yeah, it, it was a pleasure for me um, to be here, um,
0: and, and yeah, it, it touched my heart. And remember, remembering these things, um, it, it helps me um, to realize how blessed I am.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let, let me close with this: when we went to the first year, that first month in the Sunday school, mm-hmm. at Sunday school. Mm -hmm. They, um, in Father's Day, it was not the first month, it was in June. Um, in Father's Day, they gave the kids uh, a paper to fill out, to give to us, Dad. And the last question, one of the questions was, "War, um, Mm -hmm. write some words that you listen, uh, but you hear from your dad all the time. And the fact that my kid wrote, I love, oh, wow you know, that, that really touched my, 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 my heart. And I think that's one of the questions that we need to, I, that question, I, I made it part of my life. Like if they ask my kids, um, what word does your dad tell you a lot? I want to make sure that those are encouraging words.
1: Well, we're going to, we're going to leave it on that because that's powerful. And, you know, to the listeners out there, no matter where you are, dads, um, in your walk with your children, whether you have older children, um, you're a new dad like myself, young children in the house, um, if you're an empty nester, um, I hope you know that it's it's never too late, and that you can um, call, pick up the phone, text, and just make sure that your children know that you love them. Um, and life is short. I think one thing, Gama, that um, with the episodes that I've had so far is that uh, one of the themes too that I've heard from dads is how time flies so quickly. Um, you blink your eye and boom, they're in middle school. You know, you blink your eye and they're out of the house. So we don't have a lot of time, um, you know? And so this is the time today, tonight, to to change that course and speak truth and love into our children's lives. So um, hopefully your message tonight will be a reminder to our listeners out there. So Gama again, Blessings to you. Blessings to your beautiful wife and to your beautiful children. Um, and hopefully we'll get to see you soon here in the, the big city of Houston. Um, but man, you are loved. You're doing great things. And so, again, thank you for your time.
0: Thank you for the invitation. We were so pleased to be here
1: with you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Gamma. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Talk to you soon.
1: All right. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoy this latest episode of Bear Crawl with Dads. From our brother, C.S. Lewis, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending.